2: Stop stop when the cup hits 13, Mm see
0: So
3: I know it's been a minute since we've done a Hot Messy Topics and I'm super excited about this one because our guest today is someone who we've just gone back and forth about doing something together. Every time I fly to LA, I swear I'm there for less than 24 hours and I run into her. She is everywhere. She's doing everything and covering everything. So I found it to be very fitting to have her on. And we also have a really fun announcement for you as well um, for some of the upcoming. Franchises. Now, her name is Kiki. She has an Instagram and TikTok account and YouTube account, uh, The Talk of Shame. She's going to share more about that with you. But before we jump in, you guys know how this works. If you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And let's jump right in. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited that we finally get to do this. I know. It's been, I mean, I ran into you at, sir. What was yes. that? The Vanderpump Rules? Premier that was party? for the
1: Vander. Yeah, that was the season 10, 10, 10 premiere before Scandival. I mean, it was happening, but before we knew.
3: <laughs> oh, before we knew. And then for those of you guys who don't know, I have a vlog coming soon, but... I just ran into Kiki again at the House of Villains premiere. I think, what did you say? Did you, I think you said to me, did you just fly in for this or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was just like, I did not expect to see you there. I love seeing you when you just pop up at events and
1: I love when we run into each other. Um, But yeah, I mean, and that was such a fun party, right?
3: It was such a great party. There were so many people that I didn't expect to see. And what I love about like, You see different content creators, and I respect everybody in this space, but you see the ones who like go around and work the room and like, try to talk to everybody. And then every time I see you, you're like perched in whatever area you're in, and you're in that area the entire time and you're just kicking it. You're chill. (laughs)
1: I love holding court like one thing I've learned it's like I don't want to chase after the people in the party like I want to find the best spot in the party where I think everyone has to sort of be around which I felt like we found and you will eventually get to talk to everyone
3: yeah I agree with that and I think that even Vanderpump Rules season 10 was it Shorts and Sandys that we saw you on the show oh yeah you, <laughs> yeah and you were like perched in the best spot so you do have a system here you have a system and it works for you I've I've worked it out Have you, especially for the House of Villains, I mean, I feel like you've met everybody at this point, but was there anybody who stood out to you the most that night?
1: Oh, I was going specifically New York, number one. Like I, like she is my everything. And I was like, I need to, I need a picture with her. I need her to know how much I love her. And then after that, Tanisha, I needed that. And then I just needed to like be around Johnny Bananas because I'm sorry. Like I I have a toxic love for him.
3: He is, I mean, he's hilarious, but my favorite, honestly, was probably New York. Yes, And I was really shocked to see Jason Lee there. I was like, what? I
1: know. I was like, I was standing at the bar with him at one point and I I wanted to say something and I I couldn't think about what I wanted to say. So I just like sat there instead. He was actually talking for a really long time to Abby Lee Miller. And I, and I really wanted to just sort of go in between the two of them. But I was like, don't be that person. Just, just observe and report.
3: It was also funny because Steve, we were talking and they were doing the fancy things with the drinks, with the bubbles. Yeah. And he's like, oh, bitch, I got to go. He's like, I just saw my queen. And I'm like, oh, New York, she's here. Where is she? And he's like, no, Abby Lee Miller. (laughs) I walked past her so many times because I totally forgot. I... I remember her on the show. I haven't followed her a lot since um everything happened and when she went to jail and her health journey. And I was just completely shocked. I forgot that she was in a wheelchair now. And he went up to her and he's like, I love you. You're a queen, this and that. And then all of a sudden I get a tug on me and she was like, I heard that you're the one to talk to you about YouTube. And I was like, Oh my like, God. Oh. Yeah. So then Jason the next day, because I had her email me and we exchanged numbers whatever and Jason's like Abby Lee Miller like what happened last night and I was like Jason I have so much to catch (laughs) you up on that's awesome yes but oh okay so we have so much to go over and at the end of this I just want to for anybody who's watching and has if they haven't been introduced to your channel and everything you have going on because you cover a lot especially in the Bravo realm but outside of the Bravo realm and I really love what you do but This today is going to be solely focused on Bravo. Which we love. Which we love. When you're ready, we can um, get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. I have to ask you. We're going to go through a bunch of different hot topics, but we heard that Mauricio Umansky was rumored to be dating this woman, Leslie Vega. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, she is an actress. She was on The Sopranos. She's been around for a while. I hate to say for a long time because... One day, somebody's going to say, I've been around for a long time, and I don't want you guys to age my ass, okay? So she's been around in the Hollywood realm, and now she is a real estate agent at the agency. She ended up going to Tuesday's Dancing with the Stars, and this is when we had Latin Night. And Mauricio was asked, where's Kyle Richards? And he said, well, she wasn't able to make it. She wanted to be here, but unfortunately, she had to film her confessionals. Lo and behold, Leslie Bega made it. She made it. She was there. And then we're hearing, this is Mauricio's rumored new girlfriend, right? Yeah. Today, TMZ broke. No, it's actually not Mauricio's rumored new girlfriend. It's his dad, Eduardo, who also is one of the co-founders of the agency. It's his girlfriend. (laughs) What the is going on kiki which makes more sense because
1: look i'll be honest and maybe it's la that has like destroyed my thinking and and ruined it but i saw that and like i immediately off the bat never thought it was mauricio's girlfriend and i hate to say it because i am a woman who is like you know will be of a certain age one day i was like there's just no way his second wife would be that age i'm sorry like that's just the reality of hollywood i just don't think very few men like keanu reeves is one of them will find age appropriate women and i just don't think that mauricio is one of them so finding out it was possibly the dad's girlfriend that makes way more sense because yeah that feels more like an la la relationship but wouldn't you
3: and and that makes sense like leonardo dicaprio is one of the few who he stays age appropriate i get what you're saying um so wouldn't you think though that mauricio is smart enough he's been around the block long enough to know that this photo is going to create some sort of controversy with people speculating that okay you know you have your arm around me my dad and my mom are on the other side even though they're divorced and this is going to look like exactly what it looks like
1: exactly and I am I absolutely knows that he knows that and I think that him and Kyle you know Kyle always talks about like I'm I'm from LA like I am LA and they know exactly how to keep the views and eyes on them and so if it's from like a little clickbaity relationship and then more people tune into dancing with the stars or more people will turn into the premiere of real housewives of beverly hills yes i don't think he's opposed to having a woman with his on an arm around him like it's, it's not gonna hurt him at the end of the day
3: do you okay so panning over that makes a lot of sense Do you think for Kyle Richards running around with Morgan Wade, and you never want to out anybody for their sexuality, anything like that. But I feel like for Kyle, especially guys, and I can say this only because I had this terrible roommate. She was a complete ass. And she added me because she couldn't pay her rent. So then she ended up putting a Facebook post and tagging all my brothers and sisters and my family in it. saying, Adam is a... And it was a derogatory term. But she tagged everybody, and that was my coming out story. So thank you. Um, (laughs) So I don't want to do that to anybody. Yeah. But I do feel like for Kyle, running around with Morgan, she has no problem fueling these rumors when she knows what everybody's thinking. And then you did the music video. You have, like, the little steamy scenes. And then you're running around Paris. I get we're filming a documentary, but now we're on a California road trip.
1: You know, look, I've never told this story before, but I'll tell it for this because I remember when I was really young, um, and I like met this new group of friends, and there was this one girl. Just she was just hot. She was so hot, and every time we were around each other, there was just this energy. I can't explain it because like I've always identified as straight. Like I've only dated men but like, I was super attracted to her. And so like, we would go out and like, it was like, I had just, I think like I had just turned 21. So I was like, you know, going to clubs, drinking, whatever. And we would always, by the end of the night, end up like making out. <laughs> and Right. And I was like, and it was so hot. And it was really just that it was like a lot of club making out and never went beyond that. But I remember thinking how like, oh my gosh, like, what if I really do like this person? You know, like, would I have to come out to people? I was having these conversations in my head because I never thought I would have to have these conversations about like possibly being in a relationship with a woman. And then of course, it just fizzled out whatever it is. So all that to say is like, sometimes when you just meet people, I think attraction is attraction. And I don't think it necessarily has to go to the sexual level. And I think you meet people and they just bring that energy. And look, Kyle has pretty much been married since she's 19 or something, you know, like she has been married her entire life. She's never had a chance to explore. And so that's why I'm like, even if it's not going to be anything like I'm just like, let the exploration happen because she never had a chance. Plus, on top of it, do I think she gets the added bonus of it helping her show and helping her friend who is also in entertainment? yes and like you know these are the realities we deal with when you know being famous like you know there's just a part of you you're gonna have to like you know troll a little bit to get a little clickbaity whether it's true or not lean into
3: it you know lean into it okay no thank you well one thank you for sharing the story (laughs) I I had a girlfriend in high school I mean I always knew but yeah you know it's maybe not the same kind of story but you know (laughs) I, I, I do agree with that too. And I think that it is all about attraction. And I think you could be attracted to different people for different reasons and they might spark something inside of you. So who knows? I guess this story is yet to be um, completely told. And maybe they're just waiting for the show to come out in the reunion. Maybe. We don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, another question that I have for you since we're on the topic of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, what are your thoughts about this? This spinoff?
1: Okay, I don't know much about this spinoff but what i do know is that i'm very i guess i'm surprised that bravo is putting money behind but i guess it's like at the end of the day she is the one that brought all the ratings for that you know that past season so i guess i'm not surprised they're like let's just see what happens she obviously has a really loyal following and the story is ongoing right like this story the girardi all of it It's not it's not going to be complete anytime in the near future. I mean, we still are dealing with Tom Girardi, whether he's competent or not. So in the background of whatever story Erica has, all of that scandal will always live. So it makes sense while they're betting, betting, betting on Blonde. Yeah. (laughs) Pun intended. Yes. So, I mean, mean, you know, I'll watch it, of course. I mean, you know, I'll watch it.
3: You know, what's funny is I always like to do um, polls and like try to ask, especially our community over here. Like, are there certain things that you'd want to watch or maybe not? Are you going to stay away from those things? And Andy Cohen said it one time when Ramona Singer was taken off the show, let go, quit, fired, whatever you want to call it. And he's like, he said on SiriusXM, you know, it's crazy because once we announce that she's no longer going to be on the show, it's like, what are you guys doing? You ruined Roni. And then when we are alluding to the fact that she could potentially be on the show with the same cast it's why are you guys not firing her she needs to be off the show so it's like damned if you do damned if you don't and i'm wondering if the audience right now because a lot of people have said i'm not watching this show and supporting erica but are you not
1: i i don't know if i believe those people all the time i know a lot of people say those things i don't necessarily always believe it there will be people that absolutely won't um but I am, because at the end of the day, again, she hasn't been found guilty on any of the things related to Girardi in his case. Now, she obviously has this whole other case with Marco Marco that's sort of just starting to bubble up. And I think Bravo also knows that because, like, at the end of the day, like, that will bring views. And how it will make Erica, I don't know if Bravo necessarily cares how it makes her look, if it's going to bring them views. And if she's willing to like put it all out there and, you know, let people come for her, then so be, I mean, look, she's never blocked me. She's never, she you know, doesn't seem like, she keeps the comments open. I will say like, she's taken the heat. So she's clearly ready to be in the kitchen. So that's what honestly makes a good reality
3: star. I was brought up in her court case and she still hasn't blocked me. So <laughs> I'm I'm like, okay, Erica, we'll keep you. We'll keep you at bay over here. Yeah. All right, so Erica, we're gonna leave you in your Vegas residency alone at the moment. Um, (laughs) If you guys want tickets and you're going to BravoCon, is she still gonna be performing at that time?
1: You know, I don't know. Um, I I assumed she was gonna be doing something specifically for BravoCon. She had said, I thought on Watch What Happens Live or something that she was gonna be performing. So I don't know if there is gonna be another residency show while we're there. I'm sure there will be something, Um, you know, I'm not trying to buy any more tickets to anything because it's already like, so pricey but if i get an invite will i go of
3: course yeah yeah no i i know that she's doing a specific uh vegas residency segment at BravoCon. okay um and i think that she's doing like a dance and a performance and you know like last year they did the andy's legends ball where she performed kenya performed sheena performed and i think it was like one other person but yeah i'm sure if they're putting the money into this spin-off then they will definitely have her performing something in order to ramp up what they have coming why wouldn't they
1: yeah and yeah they want a percentage of everything so let's
3: let's do it (laughs) i mean the percentages are wild Are they? okay oh oh, yeah 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 oh they're (laughs) dumb wild but i mean i guess technically they're you're their talent so Now I wanted to ask you before I get into the Joe Gorga of it all, are you excited based off of what you're hearing about season 14 of The Real Housewives of New Jersey?
1: You know, it's funny because last season I had started off on Jersey and then it got boring. So I actually fell off and then I picked up again and binge watched like the last like four episodes. And I was like, oh, wow. okay." it picked up again towards the end. And so I really did get into it. Now, it seems like the alliances that I thought had formed at the end of that season seem to be breaking apart because we're hearing, obviously, like Jennifer Aiden and Jennifer <laughs> Daniel Cabral, like going at it to the point where like blood is being drawn and they had to put cameras down. Um, obviously, they were back filming together again because we then see that. Melissa has her fashion show and they both are there, I believe. So um, I'm actually into it. I've always loved Jersey, but I guess I was just, you know, disappointed by last season, but because it picked back up again, I am, I am excited to get back
3: into it. When I heard after, after Jen Aiden took her glass and broke it on the table and held it up at Melissa. And I heard that Danielle crumpled up a plastic cup and threw it past her head and it cut her ear. I was like, Jen, you are reaching here with this one. If she would have called the ambulance, I would have been like, this is a total reach. You want her off the show. Let's just call a spade a spade. This is what we have going on here. Cause no. I'm just
1: surprised there was a mix of glass and plastic. Cause usually you get one or the other. So the fact that there was glass there, but then Danielle still had a plastic cup is also confusing to me. Why would you ever choose plastic if there's glassware? <laughs> yeah.
3: that's one way to look at it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to bring this up and ask you what you think about this. Um, let me see where it is really quick. Oh, here it is. Did you see this? Okay, I have been hearing about these
1: billboards for Joe Gorga. I guess they're in Jersey or somewhere, but I don't, is he actually somehow associated with some law firm?
3: Yeah, so he has a whole commercial. Um, Apparently, from what they were saying, the Bravo docket, if you guys don't know them, they're incredible. And they're doing a meetup at BravoCon or before BravoCon or after BravoCon. Something like that with Emily D. Baker. And it is a social hour where you guys get to go meet them all and you should definitely do it. But they were talking about how there's only two states in the United States that allow celebrities or people who are non-attorneys to practice or be a part of, you know, a partner a partner at the firm. And this obviously is a money grab. And what it reminds me of too, is at the bottom of the billboard, you know how like if you get a sponsorship and they tell you use code Kiki25 for 25% off and you get a kickback. I'm like with the Joe at 10 xlaw.com i'm like i wonder if this is like this is totally a money grab there's no other reason he's oh, doing oh
1: of course because there's no because like first I, I thought california was the only state that would that allowed that i had no idea that jersey allowed that too um and i don't like who is who's gonna let gorg joe gorga represent them like that like <laughs>
3: Joe Gorga has to get it together in his own life before he is represent, like representing me in anything. Oh, it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona firm.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So he's doing this. All right. That makes a lot more sense because I was like, Jersey, that seems like, okay. And so he can be a partner in this firm. Only one of them has to be a practicing lawyer. So he's just a figurehead. Okay. So he's just a figurehead. It is a money grab. People who just want to be uh, attached somehow to Bravo or or Real Housewives of Jersey will use that code and bring them more. Because I guess it's kind of like an ambulance chasing kind of law firm, right? Yeah. So, makes sense.
3: Yeah. And there are three reality show cast members, a part of this law firm, a former NFL player, two brothers who have law degrees, but are listed as non-attorney partners on the firm website. Jeez, this sounds like the firm for me.
1: I mean, here's the thing, like... I'm always just like I know that the in the IRS there is a section devoted to reality stars. Which look, if I cared about taxes and IRS, that is the the division I would like to join because you know they just sit there, scroll on the internet, look for new businesses that these reality stars, you know, you know, start, and then just follow those LLCs to be like, okay, when are we going to go after them? So I just don't know if I would be so bringing in someone especially with Joe Gorgas, like there's so many rumors right around right. his construction company around the Gorga's I would just be scared that it would just invite the IRS and government in ways to my firm and I don't want them looking at my numbers like
3: that well and you know Joe Judice has sworn for years that when Joe Gorga went after him and saying what a POS he was he was like you have stuff to hide too and he's like what do I have to hide and it's like oh
1: I know. So I, you know, it's like, who knows who's telling, them? because also like that is the first thing people do. Like, you know, once they go down, they want other people to go down. So they say those things about you, but it's like people, you know, come up all the time on the internet saying like, Oh, the Gorgos didn't pay me for that, you know? And then, you know, Joe does and Melissa do fight back. So what's the truth? Who knows? I haven't actually, I've never even searched their names in court cases to see I should do that. I want to go to my Pacer account and see how many lawsuits there are.
3: Oh, the Gorgas. Well, <laughs> guess what? I mean, they, especially all of our Jersey women and their husbands, they love to stay relevant. So this might be another way and we'll be watching. I mean, so.
1: look, you probably saw, you know, how people just love, Sweet James is still around. Like after after he fled to Puerto Rico, I didn't think we would see Sweet James, but no, his his law firm seems to be thriving.
3: Yeah, I saw his billboard on the way to LAX. Yeah, oh, they're I'm, everywhere, yeah. I'm like, where the where did this come from and where's noella i mean at least he's at least sweet james is
1: an actual attorney but yeah you know
3: yeah well and he is no tom girardi so we'll let you off on this one (laughs) well speaking of businesses or shitty businesses or getting locked out of your businesses losing all your assets and maybe even your wife i wanted to move on to this next topic um we have the real housewives of potomac coming up And this is going to be one hell of a season. I think that you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. And I don't actually know if it's pleasantly surprised because I think every season these ladies really do bring it. I think that, you know, in the very beginning, and Kiki, maybe you will completely disagree with me on this. You know how sometimes we get new Housewives franchises and they're constantly compared to like another one where it's like it's them against this one. Like I feel like, orange county and beverly hills got compared a lot salt lake city nobody else has nobody else has this much internal dub shit going on so nobody's being compared to salt lake city but like miami and new york i've seen them get compared atlanta and potomac i've seen them get compared and back in the day i ran into cynthia bailey let me stop sharing this i ran into cynthia bailey at pump and we were talking and I was telling her because my husband was running pump for Lisa. And I said, yeah, I also work for Lisa Vanderpump. And I said, you know, like, it's crazy. She's on Real Housewives Beverly Hills right now. The numbers are crazy. And she said to me, she was like, yeah, but Atlanta is number one. Like check the numbers there, babe. Atlanta's number one. Mm-hmm. And times have changed. Atlanta's no longer number one. Yeah, You, know, if you guys want to say that's because Porsche's out or NeNe or whatever the case is. But Potomac has really come in. And when they started off, I felt like they started off kind of slow. Yeah. And they've just had this like buildup where it's just like this. Yeah. Completely. And every season you have somebody that you want to get fired. You guys want Candice Bassett out. Like she's a mess. She's a social media wordsmith and she's going to rip your ass open. And then here she comes. Yeah. Every season back. Like, uh-huh. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have Mia Thornton who entered herself into the game. And in the trailer i'm wondering if i'm gonna like mia this season because in the trailer when she calls out ashley darby and she's like i feel like you got married to michael darby for his money she's like what about you i could say the same shit did you marry g for his money and she's like maybe i did (laughs) i'm like your kids are gonna see this ma'am i know like i know that we're on tv but your your babies are gonna watch this one day (laughs) and see that you married this 71 year old man who was not 71 at the time but you married this man and now that he is like financially just going through it you're like yeah when the going got tough and the money got going so did mia <laughs> you know like what do you i'm gonna play g's thing real okay quick. Seen this? i've seen parts
1: of it so yeah this is okay. probably the longest version
3: By Wig. Hello, Drama. Thank you so much, guys. That's our friends over there on Instagram, and they're always coming in with the content. Definitely check them out. Here we go.
2: Come a time when I probably won't be able to satisfy all your needs. I want you to know that I am okay with you finding what you need elsewhere. I only have two rules. One is, don't give me a reason to look for it. Secondly, keep the kids out of it. As long as you'll do that, I'm fine. Now, what really aggravates me through all of this is that I've given her permission. But yes, she still chooses to sneak around, chooses to lie, chooses to continually change her story about what's going on and why she's leaving me and this, that, and the other, and actually not even telling me why. What she's told me, well, she's told me that this guy's her soulmate. Oof. I said, well, dang, you can have the best of both worlds. I've said you can see someone, just don't make it public.
3: Wait a minute. No, if she's saying this is her soulmate, you can't say you didn't have the best. So, yes, go hook up with your soulmate, be with him, and then come back to Daddy G over here. Like, that's not, wait, we're not done.
2: Yep. Yeah, I don't involve the kids. Well, she still sneaks, she was still sneaking around and thinking, I didn't know. I mean, I see the phone records, I pay the phone bills, my name's on the account, I see. And I see the calls at two o'clock in the morning and the times when I'm away from home and all those kinds of things. So I knew what was going on, but you know, she, she made the choice, I guess, to choose him over me. I do agree that Mia married me for my money and, and the future that she thought I could provide. Yeah, I absolutely believe her leaving me now is tied to the fact that I don't have access to assets and my funds are limited at this point in time that she now has access to funds and this guy that she's seeing, she believes has access to funds. And I think she's leaving me for that reason. She's mentioned that they're going to be buying a house together and doing businesses together and other kinds of things together, which tells me that the interest is based on monetary gain from the relationship. So I absolutely believe that she's leaving me because she sees an upgrade.
3: Can I say really quick, first i want to get your opinion on this and then i have something i want to ask you
1: here's the thing you know why i'm not going to feel bad for gordon and men like gordon is because this is the life that you set up and created for yourself you understood the rules of you would never secure a woman that looks like this unless you had certain things Look, there's a reason websites like Seeking Arrangements exist. And seeking arrangements may not, you may not be the website you go to, but it may also exist in real life. And so, unfortunately, if you didn't keep up your end of the bargain, which is make sure I'm taken care of and have the money I need, unfortunately, you shouldn't be surprised when they move on.
3: Well, and I kind of feel like there's like a double standard right now. Like I, I feel like people like G wants people to feel bad for him because he is a little bit older now. And now that the bag's gone, me is going with it. And it's like, well, what about even Philly Diva? Who's in the comments right here? This is one of our good friends of the channel. She said, all I have to say is I bet his previous wife is somewhere laughing. Like, what about when you left her who was there before the money and she was in it with you? And then all of a sudden you got the bag and you're getting attention from girls who, you know, look like Mia, who might look be a little bit prettier or more sexy or whatever the case is, whatever you're attracted to. And then you leave this poor woman out here financially on the street and you're like, I'm going to take the one from the strip club. And now she took you, like, she left you. Exactly. Like, there's a reason The
1: First Wives Club is one of my favorite movies in the world is because, like, we all, like, we expect the karma to go around. Like, if if this is how you have set up your life and, you know, you did leave your wife because you wanted to chase after this, well, okay, then that's what it is. So you better, again, hold up to your end of the bargain or the same thing is going to happen to you if you don't.
3: Yeah, I feel like there's, like, an unspoken rule. Or maybe, listen, every arrangement's different. Like when Jason and I first came on here and we were talking about, because we've been together for 10 years. And when we got married, we were very vocal about the fact that my parents had been married multiple times. And it was just something that I wanted to protect both of us. So I wanted a prenup, which sounded crazy because I got married in my 20s. And I don't come from a millionaire, you know, like family or you know, a million dollar lifestyle. We don't have that. But it was something to just protect us that God, and in the case that God forbid something happens one day, this was an agreement, something put in place that he knows where he stands, I know where I stand, and we have nothing to fight over. And I think sometimes those are unwritten too.
1: Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, prenups should never be an issue. And then if you do sustain a long-term like relationship, you can always readjust that agreement later down the line. That's the great thing about contracts. They can always be rewritten.
3: Yeah. Or unless you're a Darby, then you get a prenup, a <laughs> post-nup, a past nup You get any kind of you- nup. You get a baby nup. All kinds of... Wait, was that Portia? Portia got the baby nup. Everybody <laughs> gets a nup. Okay? Everyone gets a nup. <laughs> we all get a nup. Put that on some friggin' merch. All right. So... Another person, I'm going to move on from you, G. We're not going to sit here and roast you because we have the entire <laughs> season of The Real Housewives of Potomac to do that. Totally. Um, I'm going to move on here to somebody else. Uh, I, somebody, a situation that I wanted to share with you because I don't know if you saw this. And we have you been watching The Real Housewives of Orange County? I have. Okay. So you know how Jennifer Pedranti and Tamara Judge, they've just... They've been going at it all season. And Tamara has called Jennifer Pedranti out time and time and time again. You're with a cheater. You cheated on your husband. You f***ed over your family. Tamara was an emotional vampire this season.
1: <laughs> she she came, she came, she tried to come in, I think, really strong. And it was like, oh, Tamara, uh, it's not working.
3: I think the only reason it worked for her and it didn't work for Noella Burgener was because Tamara was seasoned and we remember her because Noella came in. And do you remember when Noella was like next to the creek and she was giving this very theatrical scream? And like this, yes. wow! Yeah. And we're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Girl, if the cameras were not around, you would not be doing that. I feel like we give Tamara a pass because we just, we know her.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we knew we know her. And so we also knew what to expect from her this season. And I think that we got exactly that. I think that some people wanted it to be changed up a bit. And I think that they were feeling a little bit betrayed, or at least, you know, watching her friendship with Jennifer, it felt like you brought your friend on and then portrayed her.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer called her out on the reunion and said, You cheated too. Well, then of course. These, this, well, this came out and it came out after the whole comment because you know the Bravo fan base and it is wild and they will search up everything. Mm -hmm. This is a photo of Tamara, her ex-husband, Simon, and her current husband, Eddie. And her husband, ex-husband at the time, Simon said, I walked in and I saw Tamara with a friend of mine, Eddie Judge. That's what he told RadarOnline.com. I saw them holding hands and acting like a couple. As soon as Tamara saw me, she let go of his hand and walked away. I went up to Eddie and asked him if he's fing my wife, and he didn't say a word. Well, wow. My wife told me that she was in Los Angeles. I ran into her in Las Vegas with my friend Eddie, our mutual friend, and come to find out that they have been with each other. I guess this has been going on since December. Not only did she cheat with him or with an ex boyfriend, but now with Eddie. What a piece of shit. Wow.
1: I just like that's the thing, too. It's like, I feel like we all saw the relationship between Tamara and Simon. And the reality is if we had like, she had just been like, yep, I'm cheating on him. I actually think she, most of us would have been on her side because we would have been like, yeah, because your husband is a POS. Now- Yeah, Simon you know, was an asshole. Yeah, he was t- terrible. You know, and it's like, now I know they have this sort of rebuilding of a relationship because Simon is, you know, sick and all of this thing. And so she's trying to take care of them. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, Tamra. Sometimes forgets her past, as we all do. Look at the end of the day. Sometimes we for we have re, we've told ourselves a story so many times that that becomes our story, and we legitimately believe it.
3: Yeah, that's a good way to that's a good way to put it. And you know, I do feel like now, Tamara, being the queen of you got to own it. Like it's kind of it is funny to see, but no, I agree with you. Looking back and remembering how Simon used to talk to her and treat her like, especially in the limo and just the things that he would say to her like if you told me that you were hooking up with his friend I would have been like oh you better get a divorce fast but we're not mad at you
1: no we're not you know I'm gonna bring this back it's gonna be a tangent I watched the um the new bling ring doc on on max this weekend it's the one done by Aaron Lee Carr that was focused specifically on Rachel Lee who was named as sort of the ringleader but we had never heard from her like we'd heard from everyone else right um, and it was, a, it's a really, you know, it's interesting. I think it was really good to get a perspective. But at one point she, you know, they, they talk about like, you know, all these people say, this is the story you're saying that this is a story. And Rachel was very like diplomatic. She said, I think that we all believe our story. Like, I think that like, I don't think any of us is lying about our stories. We actually believe in that moment, that's what's happening. And I think that's like what happens with a lot of housewives, especially when your life is in." Turmoil and marriages are ending, you know, the story you write, um, the story you tell people sometimes to protect yourself. Um, it's the story you tell, and it doesn't necessarily make it a lie. So, you know, who knows? Like, did her and Eddie were they cheating? Maybe. You know, was it just an emotional affair? Maybe. But, you know. She's, she, You know, own it, whatever it is, but maybe you don't even
3: remember how to own it because you, again, told yourself this story. I mean, yeah. I, I, and listen, it, like it, it is in the past, but I do think that that's great. It's everybody has a story and they might believe their story and why does that make their story wrong? Um, I get that. I, I just wanted to address this really quick. I'm so sad that Adam won't do Hot Messy Topics on Friday. I am coming back to do Hot Messy Topics on Friday, guys, just not this Friday because I'll be out of town for an interview and then i will be back but
1: ooh, an interview i love to hear those words <laughs> oh god
3: here we go again you never know last never time i, I don't even know where i was last time actually but you know here around whatever here we go and you know like with a good interview i love like the theatrical trailer i love like the drama of it all so we'll see we'll see yeah but Now I wanted to ask you about this next situation. And this is fully Bethany Frankel and her rants about Andy Cohen. And I live for a good Bethany rant because they're just not stopping. And some people are like, she's unhinged. And she's like, I don't give a shit. You don't like me. You like me. You're hate watching me. You're watching me to watch me. Whatever it is, I don't need a publicist anymore because I have you guys. I get to do whatever I want. And you guys are going to sit there and continue to feel the monster.
0: Here we go. Abuse of women to each other. It perpetuates somebody getting made fun of if they don't have as much, or somebody being glorified if they put their Birkin right in the camera shot. Put that fucking Birkin right in the eye of the camera. Buy a big house you can't afford. You're, buy a big house you can't afford. It's better than the alternative. The audience is going to think you're rich. And I will say it 99.9% of the housewives do not have what the show shows there have. Why was Nene saying rich bitch? To keep up with everybody else. Why was Charae and Chateau Chere that never got built? To keep up with everybody else. But the shady whale's gonna come make fun of you if you're poor, so you might as well fucking defraud everybody so you can appear rich. You guys created this fucking environment. I was in the center. I can honestly say, I never pretended I had a goddamn dollar that I didn't. Can you imagine for what your house looks like? People want to feel house proud. I haven't seen the show. I haven't seen her house, but I'm sure Gina wants to feel house proud. It, she owns it. She bought it with her own fucking money. It's not easy to buy a house. I had Brynn three years. I was in my 40s before I bought a house. The first thing I ever bought my whole life was my apartment in Tribeca. I was like 40, 40, 41. I was scared. I bought it with my own fucking money. I had no money up until then. I always rented. What the hell would it mean to buy some environment? not only perpetuate.
3: Oh. Thank you to all about wow. our housewives for sharing Whew. that. She seems like she's a little upset.
1: Yeah, you know, like I haven't, you know, I know a lot of people have been following Bethany's, you know, rants every day. They like break it down. They have think pieces on it. You know, I catch the ones here and there. You know, here's what I will say. Bethany is a housewife I've always loved and I've always respected because she is intelligent. She is a good business person. You will can never take that away from her. She is rich. She's wealthy. Like, you know, you can't take that away from her. And I would love to get to the point in my life. I know this sounds unhinged myself where I have so much F you money that I can say whatever I want to. Like, I think that is like, it's this feeling of just like, I'm not beholden to anybody anymore. Like I can say whatever I want. And it's not going to affect me. You can't cancel me. Nothing's going to happen. And so for that, look, I respect it. Am I always going to agree with the thing she's ranting about? No, you know, I've definitely made videos when I don't, you know, agree with it. But I've also made videos when I I do agree with it. Um, In this particular rant, a lot of it is absolutely true. Now, but we know that. I think smart Bravo watchers have known that for quite a while, but, um, you know, especially watching like this new season of Roni, right? Like all of the people being so unhinged about Jenna Lyons taking a first class flight or like Pavit taking, you know, a trip to Vietnam. Like, I'm not even wealthy and I understand flying for points and mileage and status. Like, I don't think that all of the housewives are as rich as they pretend to be and they do create this, you know? So she's not saying anything groundbreaking i think some people are just like why are you saying it now at all
3: right well and you know for her too i'm just wondering is there going to be like a moment where does she is there like a part of her that hopes to sort of dethrone andy because like what else are you with the way that you're talking about watch what happens live and how the show is geared to for one woman to win one woman to lose and to just sit there and you know make people feel like shit about themselves and then she was saying you know we're all out here getting filthy and andy cohen bought his beach house off at the backs of 180 women we're getting filthy while he's getting filthy rich like she has no problem calling these things out and then the one thing that she reposted which is right here she said it was when somebody said and i know that this is really small but I feel like the tides are turning against Andy. His style of interviewing hosting is very 10 to 15 years ago. He's made a lot of enemies and it just sort of feels like people are speaking out against him more and more. Like um, the cancellation is on the horizon for him. That's what I wanted to get to. The cancellation is on the horizon for him. Has Andy passed his prime? She reposted this. So then I'm wondering, what are you trying to do here?
1: And again, Andy Cohen is never going to be canceled. He has also reached that status where he's uncancelable. Like he's going to like live on forever. I don't think she's trying to dethrone him. I do believe that because Bethany is a strategic businesswoman, she does have a plan. Now what that plan is, I've had so many theories. I've obviously had theories about her wanting to be a part of creating this reality union because she somehow is like, you know, the co-founder or founder of it and somehow makes money off of that. You know, I know that on TikTok, uh, another TikToker that I follow, you know, Nat, she had thrown out a theory about uh, Bethany's creating this podcast network and bringing Raquel on as like her first show. And then who knows? Because, you know, Nini being saying she's being blackballed in the industry. And the one thing she wants to do is have a podcast. Could she be joining this Bethany podcast network? Again, these are all theories, but I don't think it's about dethroning Andy. I think it's about Creating a fight because we all love to see a fight so that when she launches and announces something, the people who agree with her and are on her side will talk about it. And the people who hate her will also talk about it because that's what we do. Because when you, we will talk about you more if we hate you. She is a smart person. She knows what she's doing. Pick a fight with Andy because he's not going to fight back. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to give you, you know, this is your advertisement. And I think he knows that too. So, you know, I just like, I, I do think it's real, but I also think it's all part of a plan.
3: It's all part of a plan. I agree with that. Woo. Thanks, Kiki. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to um, leave New York and head back over to Los Angeles for two more minutes because I wanted to know, did you run into Jax at the House of Villains premiere? He, he was sitting behind me because, you know, I picked the good place to hold court.
1: I didn't. Talk to him there um i don't know i just like for some reason i didn't but i did um co- comment on his because he did talk to my friend and he's throwing like a watch party for house of villains so i commented on his post about the watch party which he responded to so maybe i'll see him at the watch party next week oh okay or this week. no it's this week actually oh it's this week yeah it's this I
3: thursday can't keep up anymore i know <laughs> i can't keep up anymore so i saw him on the carpet And they were trying to get the entire cast, once everybody arrived, um, everybody to take photos together. And they pulled him aside and they kept pulling him over and they're like, we need you to get in the photos. And the minute that he hit the carpet, he was like, yeah, hi, 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 hi. And the minute that they were done with him, he's like, what the fucking shit? Fuck, 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 fuck. Like, just like over it. And I'm like, you can't be that over it, man. It took you two and a half, three years to get back into it. You can't be over it. You got to like want it. Yeah. This is paying our bills and not my bills, your bills. So I was a little just kind of, but I've also known Jax for 10 years now. I've always seen like these, it's why he made it onto House of Villains. He has always had these sort of just moments where he kind of snaps. Like, do you remember at Sir when he was like, goop, 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 goop. And Lisa Vanderpump was like, okay, (laughs) it's time to go get out. Yeah. It's like, he's notorious for these moments. Yeah. And now we're hearing there was another moment where Jax uh, apparently... Flipped his shit on a JetBlue flight. Did you hear
1: about this? I saw that there was like a turnaround of a flight, but I didn't hear the details.
3: Yeah. So the flight was delayed for two hours because he was in Mint. Mint, for those of you guys who don't know, because I didn't know. I don't fly first class. And they called all Mint passengers on my flight going back to LAX. Or, you know, sorry, coming back from LAX. And they're like, all Mint passengers. And my ticket clearly said Group C, probably. And I was like, yeah, that's me meant I thought that meant like, maybe I have like something wrong with me. And I can just like, I can say that, like, I have anxiety. I don't know how like in LA, I feel like you could just say, I have anxiety. (laughs) I am meant so I have anxiety. And that's not what it, it meant. First class, it was the business class. So he got pissed off because he sat in his seat. This is the story and the light didn't work. So because the light didn't work in his seat, He was getting really bad anxiety and he was flipping out and he was like, I have to get off this plane. I have to get off this plane. This is, this is crazy. You need to move me to a different seat. They didn't have another seat. So then as the plane had already left the gate, he was freaking out and saying, I can't be on this plane. This is a five hour flight. I cannot be here. So they ended up pulling the plane back to the gate because the pilot and the I called them a stewardess the other day and people got really upset with me. The flight attendants, the flight attendants were like, maybe there's something like, he might be having a mental breakdown. There's something that's like wrong here. So yes, let's go back to the gate. So it delayed them two hours and the people were pissed. And then they found out that it was Jax Taylor.
1: Okay, so is the like because okay, because the story I heard, it was about the seat. So is was the seat something that came later And the light was the real story because the story I saw was that they couldn't get this slide down seat to go back into sitting position during takeoff. And so because of that, but had they already taken off?
3: No. So they were just moving the gate and they were on the strip that was getting ready to take off.
1: Oh, OK. So I from mean, what I heard. But okay. now, we're,
3: now we have two. So it's either the seat or it's the light. But there was something wrong with the can seat. something
1: wrong with his particular seat.
3: <laughs> he was not happy with the seat. So God forbid he would have got the any of the seats behind mint. <gasps>
1: Which is why, like, because yeah, it seems weird if the seat was in the lie down position. It seems like the flight attendants would have noticed that prior to boarding the flight and wouldn't even, and they would have been like, "We can't even set this seat up." But, but who knows? I mean, again, what the story is versus what the publicist wants to come out because maybe if it was a meltdown, they don't want that to be the story, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Especially yeah. if
1: you're just coming back and it's kind of like, you know, he's making a comeback. The last thing he needs is like bad press around like having an attitude and being difficult to work with.
3: That right there. <laughs> All right, Jax. Well, your story is also yet to be told and we'll figure it out one day. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to ask you on some sort of press interview what the captain f- on JetBlue. And if you really wanted it to be that bougie, why were you flying JetBlue?
1: Look, I love a JetBlue, man. I will say you, that. You, I've only I gotten are, to fly it like blue. twice, but...
3: I'm, like, the easiest going. I don't care if you cram me up somebody else's ass and, like, my knees are, like, in my chest. As long as my TV works, (laughs) I'm good. Like, last this past JetBlue flight, they're like, by the way, guys, normally we start off our service by passing out headphones, also pillows and blankets. And on this particular flight, we have none of those. So, and just to let you guys know, our Wi-Fi is going to be down during this flight. And I was like, okay. And then... Wait for it. So then I go to pull down my thing, my little chair remote, and I was like, I'm going to watch Fast Five or X or 10 or whatever, or The Little Mermaid. And I go to start using it, and my TV's frozen. So then I just went to the flight attendant, and I was like, listen, I don't want to be difficult. And I'm sure you see a lot of assholes on like these flights, and that's not me. I have my laptop, and I have little videos saved. Can we have like an eye for an eye like can I have a glass of champagne because my TV doesn't work and the wi-fi doesn't work and yeah. she did she brought me a glass I'll of good. champagne and it was a five-hour flight and then I just fell asleep and I left her alone the entire time that's a no that's a fair compromise because like
1: yeah my my tv didn't work on like a jet blue flight I was taking but it was only from New York to Atlanta so it was only like two hours so I just sort of just like got on my phone with the saved stuff that I already had. But yeah, I'm gonna ask for champagne next time.
3: Yeah, I feel like champagne's like, it's just a good con. And she looked at me and she's like, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, Kiki, I just appreciate the heck out of you for coming on here and joining me. And if they don't know, everybody over here in our community, we have almost 800 people, 700 people watching right now. Thank you guys. Happy Monday. We haven't done Hot Messy in a while. I'm going to bring up Kiki's Instagram so you can see that first, but if they don't know Kiki, will you let them know?
1: Yeah, you know, the talk of shame um, both on TikTok and Instagram. I mean, I do a lot of different things in my Instagram stories versus what I'm going to do, what I do on my TikTok, which might be a lot of more like longer form series. Um, So I say follow both because I'm greedy, but no, I do do different content on both. (laughs)
3: And also you have this page where you can click the link and you have.
1: Yeah, I have like some, you know, I have to update some of the stuff, but like just the things I love. I love me personally. Um, and some of the interviews I've done, and obviously I have a YouTube channel. Um, I will have some more announcements coming very soon. So um those I when those happen I will make those announcements on Instagram and TikTok and hopefully YouTube make it back into YouTube soon
3: yeah and speaking of YouTube you and I were talking at House of Villains and we were talking about covering Beverly Hills together
1: which I think will be so fun because I am excited about this season
3: So we get to steal you every week now. We get to have you as like a regular and talk Beverly Hills.
1: You got me. I'm all yours, babe.
3: Oh my God. (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. And of course, like I like since TikTok and Instagram and all social media over here, I've seen your numbers and that is totally your realm. And for YouTube, now that you're coming over to play on the tube and you've been playing on the tube, but really coming over to like, you said that you're going to get into it, get into it. I'm like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I'm excited. All right, let's do it. All right. Well guys, thank you so much for watching. If you have not gotten subscribed over here to Kiki's YouTube channel, it is right here. If you are not following her on Instagram, it is right here. And if you guys aren't following her on TikTok, it is right here. And if I went too fast for you guys, I just put it all in the description of this video so you can find everything. But we will be back this week. Jason will be back tomorrow for Anchor Watch. I will be back on Wednesday for Salt Lake City, Thursday, Orange County, And Friday, I will be out of town. But I'll keep you guys posted with everything on the community tab. I love you guys. And we'll see you next time.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.